Welcome back to episode 80 of On Air, the Ohio Hockey Digest podcast. The Ohio Hockey Digest is the foremost location for hockey in Ohio, covering every level played from youth and high school to juniors, college and pro. Articles written to keep the hockey community up to date on all the happenings with hockey in Ohio. My name is Tim Sullivan. I'm joined by Scott Harrington and producer Dan Humphrey tonight. With On Air, we're bringing you fresh content and adding voices, names and faces to interesting people making the Ohio hockey community better. This episode of the Ohio Hockey Digest on-air podcast is brought to you by the Ohio Hockey Project. Keep developing your game this summer with youth camps and off-season training. Go to www.ohiohockeyproject.com to learn more. Well, Scotty, last week we had a great show uh, as we heard about increased opportunities for girls to play at the Tier 1 AAA level uh, right here in Ohio with the Ohio AAA Blue Jackets. Uh, adding three girls teams over the next two years, starting with the 14U team this upcoming season. We spoke with Director of Girls Hockey and 14U Head Coach Kerry Bowman, along with Coach and Girls Hockey Ambassador Emily Curley. Here it is. Who won a national championship with the Ohio State Buckeyes a few months ago. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, as we, we talked about, um, it's great to have, you know, a, certainly somebody like Emily who won a national championship. The fact that the Buckeyes... Uh, women's team won the national championship spark a lot of interest I think and the fact that they are adding those uh, teams right at this point I think it's a going to give a great uh, opportunity for more girls to play uh, high level hockey there's only so many places where they can play in Ohio right now we get the you know obviously uh, Gilmore Academy has got some great great teams and we have the uh, Lady Barons um, but adding that in central Ohio is uh going to add a, a great thing to the pipeline I, I you know we look at some of the girls we've talked to um Annie Fitzgerald Lauren Bernard yeah um the goalie um I'm blanking on her name Lynn, uh Lindsay uh, well Lindsay Wallace and yeah. then the other girl at, at Shana. Academy, um you know I think they all went to Pittsburgh at some point um so to be able to stay here right. in Ohio you know Gilmore only has so many spots um, you know, adding some bandwidth uh, to, to keep some uh, some of the girls here in Ohio playing a high level of hockey. And also, like I said, the national title by the Buckeye women uh, kind of sparking that interest. I was watching. I think I mentioned it at the end, the, the Bobby Orr rinks in New England yeah. in the 70s. Yep. I was watching. I forget what channel it was. They were playing the 75 World Series and uh, uh, Louis Tiant was pitching for the Red Sox. He's, so he's from Cuba baseball player from Cuba. His dad played in Cuba, never left Cuba. He he's, you know, from Cuba and playing and the, it's 1975. And they asked him in the interview, they're like, or is your son going to play baseball too? And he said, he wants to play hockey. <laughs> it was 1975. Sure. In Boston, right. Right. So, Hey, I played my, my short, uh, organized hockey career came right after the miracle on ice in 1980. Right. So those things, those things matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought it was really good. Uh, cool to listen to his story and then, you know, with their hopes and, and their plan. And again, they, you know, they said, this is the second try, you know, they're going to try to get it right this time. And um, with the, the business plan and then the model that they had, it, it really sounds like uh, they put their thoughts and, and, uh, and minds into it. We have another great show for you this week. As we speak to the Duke boys, Dylan and Tyler natives of Strongsville, Tyler followed older brother Dylan through the U S national team development program. And will soon be joining him in the ranks of both the NCAA and the NHL draft. But before we get to the Duke boys, uh, let's kind of see what's going on with the boys. We'll do some news. Uh, we want, want to thank all those that are uh, with us live tonight. 
Um, so, hey, what's going on? Uh, Danny, how you been? By the way, uh, happy Father's Day, Dan. It looked like you enjoyed yourself at some Legoland. Yeah. Uh, first off, happy Father's Day to both of you as well. Um, we had a wedding down in Dayton on Saturday, so on the way home Sunday, swang through, hit some Legoland. You know, Tim Hortons while you're in Dayton? No, I didn't get Tim Hortons. You don't get it? No, I, I didn't. I didn't go order Tim Hortons. I was drinking beers the whole time I was in Dayton. Scott, come on. <laughs> well, just stay overnight. Like the just next said, morning. He said he was at a wedding. I was at a wedding. We stayed overnight. You know. And you hit Tim's in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could, but I mean, Tim's or a good old, you know, Holiday Inn burnt <laughs> coffee. What do you want? Can't beat the price. No, absolutely not. Scott, how was your uh, Father's Day weekend? Pretty good. Pretty mellow. Um, went to see, did see another movie. Saw the uh, Jurassic Park movie. Um, how was it? With my son. Uh, it was all right. It was pretty good. It wasn't as good as Maverick. That was, a, that was uh, I raved about that last week. Yeah, you did. Last Monday, since we, uh, we tape on Mondays, you did say that you went and saw it and raved about it. So Tuesday, I went. And? Just phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Right? phenomenal it was at the it was at the beginning and i was sitting there and um first of all i haven't been to a movie in probably 15 years and and i I didn't realize that they have like the reclining chairs you know and uh with this opening sequence with like the top gun theme you know the bell and then when the plane takes off from the carrier it goes right into danger zone yeah i literally out loud said let's go <laughs> LFG. And there's people sitting next to me like, what the <laughs> hell? Um, the only thing I, I there's a few things that, that I, I was a little iffy about. I mean, the storyline is exactly the same as the first one. Right. Exactly the same. Right. Um, even some of the scenes are exactly, exactly the same. That's, it's just you gotta just, throw some red meat to the fans. Yeah. Yeah. It's just exactly. done obviously 2020, you know, frame, right? But the um, the length of the previews. It was a 6.20 movie. I Seven o'clock, probably, by the time. Honest to God, yeah. 7 p.m. Yeah. I didn't know if the thing was going to start or not. Like, I've been in movie Like, when we went to see Dread, I forgot what we were there to see by the time the movie started. <laughs> like, the opening credits started. Like, what are you coming to see? Yeah. Yeah. Danny, you would have loved this today. I came into, uh, I met Scott for a pre-show uh, meeting, and um, I we almost had to have a new host on here. I, I went home after work today. Um, you know, abbreviated hours here at school and uh, decided I was going to cook some chicken. And I use my grill probably 265 days a year, Danny. And um, I put the chicken on and walked away and I, I turned around and there was flames shooting out of the grill about 15 feet in the air. So I got a question for you. Yeah. Well, that's what Danny, I had to use the, the fire extinguisher to get it out. This isn't the first time it's happened, though, to you. No, right? th- th- no, this is the first time this has happened like this. Okay. Like this was, I mean, the other ones are like the little grease, little spot yeah. things, right? You know what I mean? You, you have the chicken, uh, you know, the chicken thighs or whatever. This was, I don't know what the hell this was, but I was nervous because the propane tank was right there. So yeah, that would have been, that would have been no good. So the, uh, the grill is now on the front lawn because we got garbage day tomorrow, but um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. But anyhow, uh, Maverick, uh, real, real legit uh, for sure. Um, it's funny though. The number one song in, in the country right now is running up the hill, which is a 1986 or seven song. The number one movie 
is Top Gun 2, and we're in a war with Russia. Right. I feel like I'm back in 1906. Like again. Right. Absolutely. This is amazing. It's unbelievable. And they so. are they do they they already read did Red Dawn. I think, didn't they? <laughs> yes, yeah, probably like three times. Yeah. I could tell you a story about Red Dawn, but it's it's got to be off the air, and okay. Lev needs to be here for it. So deal. Deal. All right, let's see what's in the news of the Ohio Hockey Digest. Five Ohioans were selected in the 2022 North American Hockey League draft last week. The first Ohio native to hear their name called was Providence College commit Will Elger, going to the Amarillo Wranglers in the fourth round. Elger is an Ohio AAA Blue Jacket product who played for the NCDC champion Jersey Hitman on the East Coast this past season. He was also taken in the USHL draft by the Tri-City Storm in 2020. Triple-A Blue Jackets 18U forward Mason LaBelle was drafted by the Anchorage Wolverines in the sixth round. At the end of the eighth round, two more Ohioans were selected with just one pick in between them. 6'5", 210-pound Logan Kuvo, a Columbus native that played for the Gilmore Academy prep team the last two years, was selected by the New Jersey Junior Titans. And two picks later, Blue Jackets and Tri-State Spartans AAA 18U forward Connor Bergeron was picked up by the Lone Star Brahmas. And finally, in round 10, a third Blue Jackets 18U forward was drafted. Jonathan Sonnedecker will be able to give Bergeron some company as he was also picked by the Brahmas. So you're drafted by a team in the North American Hockey League. That's got to be exciting. And then you find out that you've been drafted by a team in Alaska. Is that a good news, bad news kind of thing? Or Alaska's nice. Yeah. I yeah. mean, not for everybody, probably. No, but listen. I think if you're going to get drafted in the North American Hockey League, the USHL, uh, I don't think anybody's going to really care where they go. They just want to play. True, true. Didn't that kid from, uh, didn't Bezier get drafted? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, And there seems to be an Ohio pipeline with the Brahmas. Aiden Spellacy and Emac Bentley, two other guys we talked to, played for that uh, Lone Star team Yep. down there. Uh, At least those two and maybe some others. So. Um, congratulations to Jill Reiner, a video and analytics student coach for the Denison University ACHA team, as she has landed a job in the analytics department of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow. Uh, unbelievable story. And we reached out to Jill um, to see if she can share more with us. We're going to have to go through the PR department of the Leafs, but we hope to have her on later this summer. That's good. That's wow. That's really good. It did not take long for Toledo Walleye head coach Dan Watson to turn the page following the team's disappointing loss in the Kelly Cup Finals, the Walleye have already started signing players for next season. Among them, leading scorer and former BG Falcon, Brandon Hawkins. Hawkins scored 35 goals in the regular season and one of the franchise record and added 33 points in 21 uh, playoff games. Toledo also signed defenseman Simon St. Denae, who played two seasons in Toledo and still holds the team record for career goals and assists by a defenseman. He spent the past four years playing in Asia. He's 30 years old, still holds a team single record for uh, best plus minus plus 40. Hey, Tyler. Yeah. I know it's a questionable step, but when you're plus 40, eh, it's pretty good. That's really good. So the Cincinnati Cyclones took care of some offseason house cleaning by completing three future consideration trades since he sent forward Gino Estevez to Wichita while acquiring forward Mason Manick from the Utah Grizzlies and Jacob Pritchard from the Reading Royals to complete earlier deals. Manick produced more than 50 points in 100 penalty minutes with Utah. He is a former 40-goal scorer in the Western Hockey League, while Pritchard also eclipsed the 50-point mark in Reading. He was a member of the 2020 Charlotte Checkers Calder Cup Championship team with friend of the show, Alex Nadakovic, 
and won a Hockey East title with UMass, finishing second in team scoring to none other than Kale Maker. Not bad. No. Not bad. So we got a few minutes left here before our guests join us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the NHL, but I also uh, wanted to mention, I didn't put this in the notes, but Layla Edwards from Cleveland Heights. Uh, she was the alternate captain for the U.S. Uh, under-18 team. Um, she was player of the game for one of their one of their games in the preliminary round against Finland. Um, U.S. lost to Canada 3-2 to two, uh, to Canada in the gold medal game. Hmm. So... Uh, we've ironically had her brother on who plays at ACHA, you know, plays club hockey for Bowling Green. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to reach out and see if we sure. can't get <laughs> sure. both of his sisters because her, his other sister is playing at Wisconsin, I believe. Okay. So get the Edwards girls on, but, um, as far as what's going on with the NHL, um, first of all, if you listened last week, you know, there was a, a debt to be paid that's been taken care of. The books are, the books are clean right now, right? Oh, the pizza was so good. Yeah, it's really good. It is good. I mean, Humble, no free ads like everyone says, but the Humble Wine Bar in Lakewood has some of the best fire, uh, whatever the hell they call it, yeah, pizza I've ever had. So yeah. th- thank you for uh, being uh, paying your debts to society right. and, and to us uh, betting on hockey games. Right. So And we had a good seat there with our faces right in the oven there and watched all the – eventually they got to ours. It Oof. took a while. But it, it did take a while. They were while. busy. The guy said he makes about 150 usually. On the weekends, yeah, 50 pizzas every night. That's crazy. My guy, good stuff though. But, um, uh, game three of the finals is tonight. The Lightning lost the first two, uh, in Colorado. So, are they done? You think they can come back if they win? Obviously, they have to win tonight. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it is, it is something that that game Saturday night was something. Yeah. I mean, something. You know, I, I mean, they, their confidence have got to be down a little bit, but, you know, look in the, uh, in the front windshield, not the rearview mirror and, and, you know, move forward. So if you're John Cooper, do you pull Vasilevsky? Oh, hell no. No, no. I mean, I, do, do you? When it's five, nothing after two periods. Oh, I mean, do you, oh, would you, I, I thought you, but you do not play him tonight. Oh, no, no, no. Do you pull him? At some oh, point I, I think at some point you might, you might want to like protect his, his, you know, right. mental stability there. Do you yeah. tell him he's out or do you ask him if he wants to come out? I think, I think you, you, you work together, yeah. you know, I mean, you, you kind of have to know where his, his mental you know, side was. He wasn't getting much help. Right. You know, so. So yeah, a seven, nothing uh, score. That was, that was startling. But so game three tonight, uh, who do you, do you think it's over? No. Nope. think you think Colorado wins tonight? No. Or no, you think Tampa comes mm-hmm. back to the win on home ice? Well, they got the matchups and all that. Want to go for Want to go for pizza? You want to want to put a pizza on this? I'll put a pizza. On it. Okay. All right. I'm a glutton for punishment. All right. I'll take I'll take Tampa. All right. Straight up, right? Straight Money up. line, right? Yeah, okay. Straight up. All right. All right. So quickly, we're going to talk about the uh, very quickly. We're going to talk about the coaching uh, vacancies in the NHL. So first of all, obviously Montreal and and the Islanders they filled their their spots with former Cleveland Lumberjacks. What do we got? Vegas, what do we got the match game going Vegas, here? <laughs> Vegas has Bruce Cassidy, John Tortorella, the Philadelphia, which should be very, very interesting. And it reports out today that Pete DeBoer is going to Dallas. So that leaves three openings. So in your notes there, yeah. uh, Coach Sully, you've got the three openings Oof. and all the coaches that are currently out of work. What do all you right. think? Winnipeg. I think uh, Mike Yeager, or uh, hold on. 
Okay, I think Boston. I think uh, Trots will go to Boston. Ooh. I'll tell you what I Claude, Claude Julien going to Detroit. Really? Okay. I have Trots to Winnipeg. More Paul Maurice to Boston. Jeff Lasho. Jeff Lasho is on Detroit. I have Elaine Vigneault going. Ooh. I can't believe we're playing the match game theme song with this right now. This is beautiful. Great job, Danny. Well, that that is that is interesting. There we go. This episode of the Ohio Hockey Digest on air podcast is brought to you by Athletic Performance Insight. API is easy to use, affordable technology designed specifically for amateur hockey, provides every team the opportunity to benefit from video and analytics. Teams use the API app to track events in real time, event data to use to generate reports and simplify video review. Athletic Performance Insight, amateur hockey, elite technology, professional results. Go to athleticperformanceinsight.com today to learn more about this tool and view a demo video. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all the never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straighten the curves Flatten the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way I want, to want, I want to remind our live audience, if you have any questions or comments, please type those into the chat. And if an opportunity presents itself, producer Dan Humphrey will put you on with us to talk to our guests. Our guest today starts Dylan Duke as a member of the United States National Team Development Program for two years and has represented the U.S. internationally twice, including at the 2021 IIHF U18 World Championships. He was drafted by the two-time defending state championship uh, team Tampa Bay Lightning in 2021 scored 10 goals as a freshman this past season at the University of Michigan. Younger brother Tyler followed Dylan's footsteps. In the United States National Team Development Program is eligible for the 2022 NHL draft coming up in two weeks from now and will join the Ohio State Buckeyes this fall. Please welcome on air Dylan and Tyler Duke. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. No problem. Thank you. Good, good. So, um, Let's start here uh, with some summer training you guys are, are working on now. Um, Dylan, I'll start with you, and then Tyler will get to you. We'll just do it by the order of uh, age. So uh, let's start with this. Where are you guys at, and what are you doing to get ready for next season? Dylan, I'll start with you. Uh, yeah, right now, um, I just finished uh, spring term at the University of Michigan there. Um, we had workouts and skates every day um, with all the returning players for next year. Um, so I just started at uh, USA Hockey Arena today after that. Um, work out, skate, and train there um, for the remainder of the summer. Tyler, what about you? Yeah, so actually uh, we're in the same group together up at USA Hockey Arena. So uh, we got a great group, a uh, couple college kids, uh, local guys. So, um, yeah, we're working out at 7 a.m. Uh, pretty much all summer and then uh, getting a good skate in after. So, um, yeah, it's been good. Seven bells every morning. How about that? Uh, so Dylan, the world junior summer showcase, is that happening this year? Um, 
So obviously for anybody who doesn't know, the uh, World Junior Tournament canceled very early last year. It's going to happen. The 2022 tournament, which would have been in December, is going to be in August. And then they're going to have the 2023 event uh, on schedule in December. Um, so you were at the World Junior Summer Showcase last year. Um, we're not with the team for the tournament, um, but there's going to be some openings there. What, what's the process this summer for putting that team together? Yeah, um, I'll just uh, report to camp here at the end of July, I think, and uh, you know, I'll just put my best foot forward and see what happens. So um, they're basically having a training camp in July, and we'll put that team together for the tournament in August. Um, we co talked to Coach Lehman uh, last summer. Uh, actually, it was right before he was heading to Ann Arbor for the for the 2021 Summer Showcase, and he mentioned that he always likes seeing that a kid is from Ohio. Um, did he? Did you guys talk about that at all? The fact that uh, you're both from Ohio? Uh, yeah, we did for for a minute there. Uh, it was a pretty busy camp. I think he had a lot going on, but yeah, we did get a get a minute to talk about Ohio. So uh, let's let's start uh, with this question. We'll go to Tyler and then uh, to you, Dylan. I know both you guys uh, grew up in Strongsville, um, and uh, you guys started off with Strongsville Youth Hockey. You eventually ended up in Mich Michigan to play AAA. Can you just tell us, and, and Tyler, we'll start with you. What was your road to where you're at today? And Dylan, same question to you when, when your brother gets done. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, growing up in Strongsville, um, it was uh, pretty special, um, you know, the relationships that we made, um, you know, when I started playing there when I was like five years old, um, you know, we still talk to those people today. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, just playing in Strongsville, uh, you know, you know, get the get the opportunity to, you know, go play for the U.S. national team that are from Strongsville. So, um, you know, I'm really proud of, uh, you know, representing um, Strongsville and and uh, yeah, so. Got to give a shout out to uh, Coach Tim Schutte. Uh, that was my coach, my first coach. So he coached me for a couple of years there. So there you go. Love it. Love it. And and Dylan, what was uh, did you have a similar path uh, for right from Strongsville? Did you end up in Michigan? Did you end up somewhere like how did you end up where you're at today at the University of Michigan? Yeah, uh, we ended up, uh, you know, doing the playing in Strongsville local at uh, the Strongsville Ice Rink. And then um, we moved up to Michigan uh you know we were at a pretty young age um played in Michigan for youth hockey for a bit um ended up you know making the national team out of uh CompuWare that program and then um you know kind of followed uh, always wanted to go to Michigan um committed there at a young age when I was in ninth grade there and then um you know followed through with that and um it worked out well and you know I had a successful freshman year and I'm looking forward to next year so uh, Andy uh, Pratt was on the uh, show, talked a lot about playing with you guys when he came on with us. Who are some of the other Strongsville or local kids uh, that might, might still be playing that you guys play against or, or still uh, keep in contact with? Uh, yeah, I mean, Andy's a big one. And then, you know, the other two that, that really come to mind would be the, the Edwards girls. Um, Layla or Shayla played on my team uh, growing up in Strongsville for a long time. She was actually our captain one year and then, so obviously we knew uh, Layla too and would skate with her and, you know, summer times and stuff. And, um, you know, to see her have uh, that amount of success that she had at the U18 worlds there was pretty cool. And, you know, we were really happy for her and, um, 
I played in Wisconsin this year and uh, I got to see Shayla and catch up with Shayla. So that was pretty cool. We're going to talk a little bit about the NCAA uh, uh, run that you guys uh, that you had and, and, and then forthcoming here. But did you take any uh, like hard hits for wanting to go to Michigan at such an early age coming out of Ohio or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. But, uh, you know, it was all fun and games, all, all jokes around. And, uh, you know, I think at the end, in the end of the day, everyone in my family that, you know, maybe as an Ohio State fan, uh, they still supported me and in, in my decision. And, you know, I think uh, a couple of them kind of needed a little bit of convincing, but uh, they all came around. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Tyler's probably the favorite right now. But uh, <laughs> so the move uh, to Michigan, talk us through that. What age did that happen? And were you guys a package deal? Did you move up to Michigan at the same time, even though yeah. two years younger, I think, Tyler? Yeah, I'm uh, 16 months younger, but yeah, we moved to, we moved together. Um, I was going into fourth grade or fifth grade. Yeah. Fifth grade. Um, yeah. I mean, we played together on the same team until, until Dylan made uh, the U S national team. So um, yeah, we were, we were together for a while there and it was, it was pretty special. So. How helpful do you think that's been uh, playing up against older kids most of your young career? Yeah, I think it really helped me a lot, um, kind of just get a step ahead of the game. Um, you know, I've always played, a, even in Strongsville, um, you know, I was playing with guys that were two years older than me the whole time. So, um, yeah, obviously it, it definitely helps a lot and, uh, you know, it helps me get ahead of the game. So uh, when I was playing against my own age, I, I felt like I had a little bit of a advantage almost. So, um, yeah, it was good. And so does the whole family move up there? How, do, how does that work? What was it? Yeah. yeah, we had our whole family up here. Um, you know, we're on our like seventh year now, I think, up up here in Michigan. So, um, yeah. So uh, both you guys had the opportunity uh, to play uh, in the U.S. National uh, Team Development Program, which is such an honor. Congratulations to both of you on that uh, feat. Um, what are some of pros and cons of the United States National Team? Uh, team development program over traditional junior hockey experience? Um, I would say the biggest thing is, you know, the, the training and the facilities that they have, it's, um, you know, they, they treat you like pros and, um, you know, you really learn how to be a pro there. Um, so that was the biggest thing I took away. They have, you know, world-class staff, um, you know, from their strength coach to the trainers to, you know, the coaches, it's uh, second to none. And, you know, I, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't change anything. You know, I wouldn't change uh, my decision to play there for anything. Um, you know, I think it was a huge, huge step in uh, both of our developments. And, you know, uh, they did a great job there. So my two years there was uh, all positive. Um, I got nothing negative to say about the NTDP. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean, I I would say also it's something really special is, like, I mean, it's it's literally the best guys in the whole country at, at your age. So, um, like, the practices, like, you don't get it anywhere else. Like, they're the most competitive practices ever. Like, I mean, you can ask Dylan now, like, he's in college. Like, nothing compares to the, the practices. Like, everyone's so competitive. And and then, obviously, when, when you get to travel across, you know, the country and, and to different spots in the world to play against other kids from other countries that are the best kids from their country uh it's something really special and you don't you don't get it really anywhere else so yeah 
So uh, Saginaw Spirit of the OHL drafted both of you guys. How much of the conversation uh, did you guys have, maybe a lot, maybe none, uh, about going that route, that road uh, instead of uh, college? Any conversation about that? Um, to be honest, we were always kind of set on college hockey, and, um, you know, our dad played college hockey. So uh, that was always in the family, our uncle as well. And um, I think uh, when it came down to, you know, the national team was always our goal and we did that for the two years. And then, you know, it's either you go to college or you go to the OHL. I think it was a pretty easy decision for both of us to where, you know, we wanted to go to college and, and have that experience and uh, play college hockey. Well, you had a sounding board. You mentioned Andy Parada, obviously he played four or five years, I think in the OHL um, actually got the game seven of the OHL final about a week ago um, came up short, but um, uh, let's talk about, Dylan, let's talk about this year's Michigan team. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen a college team that loaded. Uh, four of the top five picks in the in the NHL draft last year were playing at Michigan uh, during their freshman year. Um, talk about the just kind of ridiculous expectations that were around that team and how you manage that as a group in the room. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously pretty special. You see – you know, everyone knows about us. Um, everyone's talking about us. And there was a lot of lot of media around the rink every day, um, a lot of expectations from um, the outside. But I think our team did a great job of, uh, you know, not listening to the outside noise, just worrying about what's in our locker room and what we need to do to be successful. And, you know, at the end of the day, we came up a little short in the national championship uh, tournament. But, um, you know, we won the Big Ten and, you know, we made it to the Frozen Four. So. Uh, it was a successful year and, um, you know, the, the, those guys did a great job of, you know, helping our team and um, just uh, the kind of not, not getting caught up in all the, the outside noise. So you go in there and, you know, the first power play is pretty much spoken for, right? When four of the top five picks in the NHL draft are on your team. Um, so talk about how you went about finding a role for yourself uh, with that team and how you could contribute when you know the top line and power play time was was kind of spoken for right up the top yeah I mean I think I just uh went in with an attitude of you know I'm going to do whatever it takes to to help my team win and um you know I kind of found a a role on the power play we did for the most part we did uh two units um you know we kind of divided those guys up for the most part and um made two units I was always on on one of the two so that was kind of one of the roles that I had on the team. And then, um, you know, that second half, I had uh, kind of played on on the third line there with uh, Sam Oskevich and Johnny Beecher, who are, you know, two first-round picks. So um, it was pretty cool to play with those guys. And, you know, we had uh, a lot of chemistry, uh, a lot of speed on that line. And, you know, we uh, contributed a lot to our team. And I think, uh, you know, we were, we were a helpful asset to the team. Do you think that's going to help you when you ultimately uh, turn to the pro ranks? You know, you're going to kind of be going through the same process, working your way up, you know, and trying to find a, find a way to crack a lineup and contribute. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I think one of the, the big things that um, helps me be a good hockey player is, uh, you know, I can adapt to anything or play up and down a lineup. So, uh, you know, if a team needs me to be on their fourth line or in the bottom six, then I could do that role and I could do a good job at it, or I could also play a top six role at the same time. So I think uh, it's pretty good for me to, 
to be able to play up and down the lineup. And uh, it's a done deal. You're going back for your sophomore year. Correct. Yes. Tyler, uh, <clears throat> your turn here. You're originally committed to Notre Dame and then uh, switched to Ohio State. Can you just talk us through that? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I think Notre Dame, uh, it, you know, it's a great spot. And, then you know, they have a great hockey program. Um, but just for me, uh, I, you know, I went down there a couple times, visited when I was making my uh, decision. And, um, you know, I just – wasn't it just didn't feel right for me and I didn't think it was best for me and I think you know I want to go somewhere where I feel really comfortable um and obviously that was a really tough decision to have with them they were definitely a little disappointed but um you know at the end of the day you got to do what's best for you and uh so I had I made that decision and uh you know now I've always been an Ohio State fan um so it'll uh yeah it'll be good well, I commend you for that because you, 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 you're speaking the, the truth there with you have to make sure it's right for you. Right. I mean, yeah. Notre, Notre Dame is this iconic school in the world. And, right. you know, and you, you made a decision that was right for you, uh, that that wasn't going to be where you needed to be. And, and I think our listeners uh, to the show, our young kids uh, or anyone getting ready to make a decision hockey, they have to re remember what you just said right there that you had to make the decision that was right for you, where you felt comfortable, where you felt that it was going to be a good fit. So I commend you on that one, especially when you got a school like Notre Dame, probably breathing down your throat, wanting you really right. bad. That's, a, that's hard to walk away from. So congratulations on that, on that decision. Any other schools in the, in the uh, uh, play or just. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like I could have, I mean, I probably could have went to a lot of, a lot of different schools, but uh, I mean, I just, I kind of narrowed it down pretty, pretty close with a couple of three at, at a young age. So, um, I yeah. can't believe either, either of you did not, uh, uh, or maybe you did. I don't know. How was that conversation that you didn't choose Western, you know, with your father <laughs> and your uncle? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I and mean, they were supportive of letting us do our own thing, sure. kind of, sure. uh, stay out of it a little bit. Sure. Uh, Tyler, back to you real quick. What do you think is gonna be the biggest challenge for you, uh, transitioning into NCAA hockey next year? Um, I think just the biggest thing is playing against, uh, guys that are, I mean, I mean, I'm still, I'm, I'm not even 18 years old yet. So, um, just being like a true freshman and, and, and having a really big off season here, um, and getting a lot, getting strong and, um, just being ready to go and staying focused. And, uh, you know, when I get there, I want to, I want to make an impact as a, as a freshman. And, you know, I think that's kind of the expectation. So I'm, uh, I'm willing to take on that challenge and I'm excited to get going. Uh, have you been to a game at OSU? I assume during the. Uh, yeah, yeah. You've, you've taken games in there and seen the atmosphere and that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk about the, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, there's kind of a rivalry between Michigan and Ohio <laughs> State. Maybe you've, uh, maybe you've heard about that. So I'm just wondering, I'm thinking about your parents. How are they going to manage this process when they go to your games when Ohio State's playing Michigan? Do they dress in the home team's gear? Do they split it up? Maybe dad wears the visiting team's gear in case stuff goes down. How does that work? I, I, I would think they uh, – I've seen the parents and parents do where they have half a jersey is one, half the jersey is the other. <laughs> have you guys had these conversations with mom and dad yet? Uh, I mean, not, not a ton, but I could see uh... – you know, I could see our, our grandma maybe coming up with uh, a shirt or something half and half and them going with that. Or 
I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll just wear Michigan. I don't know. Uh-oh. <laughs> you, guys uh, have those, you guys have those dates circled yet? Uh, I haven't I seen any schedules. out yet. Yeah. Right as it comes out, those dates will definitely be circled real quick. Yep. So they play, I assume, uh, Friday, Saturday at both both places? Correct. Yeah, yeah four times. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's start looking forward to the NHL draft. So Dylan, obviously you've been through this already, Tyler, it's coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, so I'm going to ask you, uh, we'll start with Dylan. Can you please provide us with a scouting report on Tyler Duke? Yeah, I would say he's, uh, uh, good skating, um, puck moving defenseman, um, you know, makes good decisions. Um, and then, you know, super competitive. I think uh, that would be one of the biggest things that I would say is, uh, you know, competitive, um, really hard on guys in front of that and uh, very good defensively and, you know, can bring offense too. So that's what I would say to a team. And, you know, I'd be uh, talking a lot about uh, the competitive side of it as well. And Tyler, same question uh, to you on your older brother. Um, yeah, well, I think we both get our competitive nature from um, going one-on-one in the backyard rink uh, when we were like five years old. So, um, so yeah, obviously uh, he's super competitive. Um, he's uh, he gets to the the gritty areas in front of the net. Seems like he always finds a way to uh, find his way in front of that net and, and bang away at pucks, and, and that's how he scores most of his goals. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and then uh, I think his hockey sense he can he can really make. Uh, some some really skillful plays in tight areas when he doesn't have much time and space and uh and uh yeah so uh so dylan you uh, went through the draft in 2021 went uh in the fourth round of tampa bay the two-time defending stanley cup champions and we know uh you've got a game to watch here at eight o'clock i'm assuming so um there was no nhl combine last year uh but did you interview with teams ahead of the draft yeah yeah Probably at the end of the day, probably spoke to about um, 26 out of, you know, 32 teams, um, or with, whether it was a Zoom interview or a phone call. And then, um, you know, a couple of teams, I just had a, a questionnaire to fill out on my computer. But I think for the most part, I spoke to almost every team. Did they, uh, were they was it mostly the same questions over and over again, or is there some that stood out that uh, were unique? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's uh, pretty similar, but it's also every team's a little a little different and has a couple different questions. You know, every once in a while, you'll get an interesting one for sure. Did you did you interview with Brian Burke in Pittsburgh? Uh, I did do one with Pittsburgh, but I'm not sure if it was with Brian Burke. He might not have been there yet. I think he he said that he goes into each one just thinking, okay, I'm going to knock this kid off. You know. Just throw something curveball at him so he doesn't see what's coming. Anyway, um, so the actual draft, whether you're drafted in the first round, the fourth round, the seventh round, whatever, it's got to be excruciating just sitting there in the stands. Um, were you there in person? Um, so last year there was no draft in person, but uh, I had I was on uh, the Zoom link um, for the first round, and then uh, they wanted me to hop on for the second round and so on but uh i couldn't uh couldn't hop on because i was at the world junior camp so i was just on for the first round okay so you had an excuse to not sit that's got to be just tough just sitting there 
kind of getting amped up with each pick and then, you know, waiting for the next one. That's got to be a, a difficult process. So any words of wisdom for Tyler as he goes through that this year? Yeah, I think, um, you know, someone told me this before the draft. It was just kind of don't have any crazy expectations going in because um, you never really know what's uh, what's going to happen. And, um, you know, you could read stuff online or whatever, but, um, you know, it's the teams drafting. Um, those aren't the guys writing stuff online. So um, just kind of be calm and, um, yeah, just enjoy it too. Like, uh, you know, you'll see kids that you know, friends get picked to at um, the same time while you're waiting for your name, but um, enjoy it because uh, it's a fun time and, you know, it only happens once in your life. Right. Huge, huge day for the life of any any player that's going to go play uh, pro hockey. So, uh, Tyler, if you had to choose, uh, would you want to be picked by the Tampa Bay Lightning or another team? Uh, Florida. Florida would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I might have to go to Tampa's biggest rival. I don't know, after this last State Michigan rivalry. That'd be pretty cool to be drafted by the same team. Uh, yeah, I mean, just to get drafted to the NHL um, would be super special. So, um, yeah. So have you have you been through any of the interviews also? How does that work? Uh, you were not at the Combine, so does your yeah. advisor yeah. set it up, or how does that work? Yeah, they just uh, – they do, like, Zoom meetings, like, um, like throughout the season. Um, so I did probably, like, 15 Zoom meetings with teams throughout the year. Um, so, yeah. And do you have any preference on where you go? Are you just happy to have any team choose you, or would you have uh, – are there some – and I won't ask you which teams they are, but in the back of your head, do you have an idea of who – yeah, there's a couple teams that I wouldn't mind going to? Um, yeah, I don't really know. I think I think any team, to be honest. Um, and then yeah, I guess Tampa, just because we could be together. Then um, I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. Um, so, so uh, <clears throat> big game at eight o'clock tonight. Um, Dylan, do you watch the Lightning games differently other than other NHL games because of of you being drafted with them and and have, have that relationship with them? Yeah, I definitely uh, would say that I. Uh, watch those games differently. Like when I'm watching games, uh, I think I'm more specific to watching, watching guys that I think I can um, play like and kind of what they're doing and how they're being successful for the lightning and, you know, paying a little more attention to their systems than I normally would uh, in an, in a different NHL game. Or I guess also like if you're watching a different NHL game, whatever team, you know, has the puck, you're probably paying more attention to them. Um, when I'm watching a Tampa Bay game, I'm mostly only watching the Tampa Bay guys and, you know, whether they're in the D zone and kind of seeing what they're doing. Uh, so it's definitely a little different when I watch a Tampa Bay game. And you know, I've definitely watched uh, more of their games than uh, any other NHL games this year. You got a player on the team that you think most closely resembles your game? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a guy like, you know, Anthony Sorelli. Um, you know, I l love the way he plays, love watching him play. Um, super fast, you know, kind of want to, come up to his speed one day and kind of be able to play like him. But, you know, he does everything. He's great defensively. He's, you know, good offensively. He can play power play, penalty kill um, up and down the lineup. So I love watching him. And then um, I also love watching uh, Andre Plot for myself. Tyler, what about you? Got anybody in the uh, NHL that you think 
you know, closely resembles your game that you kind of keen in on and watch? Yeah, um, I'd say like the biggest guy that I like to, you know, I think I could be um, similar to in the NHL level is like a Tory Krug, um, the way he competes, um, similar in size. So uh, somewhere, somewhere around there, like a Samuel Gerrard, um, Jared Spurgeon, somewhere around there along those lines, um, kind of like a mixture. So I like to watch those guys closely and, and take little things from their game, try to add to my game. Well, I do have to say this, that obviously you guys are doing something right uh, on the ice and off the ice. Um, we've we've interviewed Stanley Cup champ Mike Rupp. We had Dan Belsma, who's our Olympic coach. He coached uh, the Penguins Stanley Cup on this podcast. And you guys have filled the screen with a live audience like nobody else has. So congratulations on that one. Um, I, think, I think we're up to like 15 or whatever. So. Um, so you guys are obviously doing something right off the ice as well. And that's, that's just as important. So congratulations, gentlemen, on uh, your successes so far. Uh, congratulations on the successes that you'll have moving forward. We will definitely keep watching. We are going to claim you as, uh, as the Ohio kids, uh, from the Ohio hockey, uh, digest. So we're going to claim you. Um, and we do appreciate you coming on, sharing your stories with us. Um, you know, I know you guys have some training days ahead of you, so appreciate you taking the uh, half hour, 45 minutes. Uh, to kind of talk to us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Glad we Thanks could uh, join. All right. Well, good luck uh, this summer and the years moving forward. And uh, let's try to do this again here uh, soon. Awesome. Yeah, have a great day. Thank you, guys. Thank it's you. Tiller, Dylan and Tyler Duke. Uh, I will stay from Michigan and Ohio State now. Uh, two dynamic young men right there. Yeah, and very good hockey players. And, you know, they did spend their, you know, early formative years here in here in Ohio. We'll claim it. Yeah. Right. We're counting it. We're counting it. Right. For but sure. I just, I just like you talked to the, the two young men and I think, you know, what we, we asked the question about the United States development program. Right. And I'm not saying that any other junior programs, whatever, you know, your, your, your typical junior, program, I'm not saying that they, they don't go through this process. You can tell that the United States development program not only develops them on the ice, mm-hmm. but off the ice as well. I mean, you know, those kids are going to be prepared for this next level for college, for the interviews with the pro teams. It's just, it's amazing what they do up there. And, and these guys, they're hitting it out of the ballpark, man. Well, there's so many, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, they basically have tryouts and take the top, you know, two dozen or so kids from each of those two age levels and bring them together and play on the same team all year. So you play college teams, you play USHL teams, you go play in international tournaments and you know that they're all going to get drafted and they're all going to go play at top NCAA programs. So uh, they definitely know what to prepare, to, uh, prepare them for, and they do a really good job at it. Yeah, so, doing really good. And, you know, you, you see some of the, the some of the schools that these kids are. I mean, I'm just looking at these two young men. I mean, going to two solid, solid academic schools with mm-hmm. Michigan, Ohio State and people in, in Ohio can can bust on Michigan as, as good, you know, gamesmanship. It's one of it's one of the best schools in the country. You know, and uh, so um, congratulations to both those guys. We really appreciate those guys coming on and joining us and, uh, you know, kind of talking through their process and their uh, uh, career so far. And I think we're going to be hearing a lot about them for some time to come. Yeah, it should make the uh, Michigan-Ohio State games much more interesting next year as if it needed anything else uh, added to it. So and and we were trying to I've been talking to Dylan for a while, uh, trying to get him on. Uh, with his busy schedule, and I'm glad we waited so we get get a twofer. 
Yeah, well, that was great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. We had a live, uh, a great live audience tonight, and we appreciate you joining us. Check out www.ohiohockeydigest.com for episode archives and a list of upcoming guests. We continue to grow the game as best as we can. This is On Air, the Ohio Hockey Digest podcast.